It is more important now than ever for families to instill the values they want into their children and equip them to make better choices in life. Timeless Truths will inspire you to do just that. Thank you to my friend Daryl Rolark, the recording artist, composer, and producer of this music called Beautiful Soul. Welcome, everyone. This is episode six called Principles for Going Back to School. Start of school is coming soon, sooner than we think. Not all of you may have children or grandchildren that are school age, but some of you do, or you may have friends or relatives that do. What do you remember from your younger days with going back to school? You may laugh at me, but I remember a song, and it said, School days, school days, dear old golden rule days. And no, I didn't try to sing it. You may be thinking about getting their school supplies, but most likely by now you have done that already. And that can be a lot of fun. Getting a new backpack or lunchbox and pens, pencils. And if any of you have older kids, you know, they might be getting a new computer from school or you might be buying a new one for home or even a smartwatch for them to communicate with you. Notice how the older they get, the more expensive school supplies become. However, when you do this by getting school supplies, it sets the stage for the expectation of the school year ahead and a reflection of things you and your children did this summer. I hope you had a nice summer. really hope you did. But let's focus on the way forward. I want to give you some principles for going back to school. These are things that you can do with your children. Keep things positive. You know, it's just so important to have a positive attitude as you start the school year. Starts them off on the right foot. This is extra important if you have a child that is starting a next level in school, like going into middle school, junior high, high school, or, or colleges, because new levels can come with some concerns for them and for you. But let me tell you a story that is funny to me now, but it wasn't at the time. Perhaps you can relate to this one. And this is a personal story. When I started high school, it was a massive change for me. Instead of taking the school bus with my neighborhood friends or my mom picking me up from school like I did in grammar school or elementary school, as it's called now, it was radically different. Think for a moment. How was it for you when you made the change from elementary school to high school or between other grades? Was it scary for you? It can be. Well, this was scary for me. I was supposed to take one public transportation bus and one school bus each way. So it meant I had to transfer buses at a regular bus stop with adults. I was still with friends that I had from elementary school, but now I was getting on regular buses. I worked myself up so much that first day that my mom had to drive me all the way to school. And when I got there, I couldn't get up the steps. And I couldn't go in those main doors. I remember leaning up against a brick railing by the steps and working up the nerve to go in. But eventually I did it. My mom kept saying positive things to me. 
I was fine by the second day, but that first day was really difficult. Being positive for your children is really that important. They may not tell you everything that's going on in their minds, so beat them to it. Say something positive. So here's a couple of quotes I'd like to give to you that are on speaking positive things. This first one is from the country western singer Willie Nelson, and he says, once you replace negative thoughts with positive ones, you'll start having positive results. Isn't that the truth? Really good. I'm going to repeat that. Once you replace negative thoughts with positive ones, you'll start having positive results. This one is from President Lyndon Johnson. He said, yesterday is not ours to recover, but tomorrow is ours to win or lose. And we want our children to win. So having a right attitude, a positive attitude makes all the difference. This quote is from Zig Ziglar, and he is a success trainer and speaker. And he says, positive thinking will let you do everything better than negative thinking will. Isn't this the truth? If you have positive thinking, you're going to take positive actions. If you have negative thinking, you'll take negative actions. So you want to do that positive thinking and everything will be better. Here's one more, and this is from Joyce Meyer. She's a Christian teacher and conference leader, and she says, you cannot have a positive life and a negative mind. They just don't work together. So you have to have a positive life and a positive mind, and that makes all the difference in the world. So let's get back to that song that I said, and it had the words golden rule days. You don't hear much about that term today, not really much at all, golden rule. But back when I was young, we practiced the golden rule more than it is taught today. It was important enough in the past to be linked with going back to school. Do you know what the golden rule is and why it is so important? Think for a moment. The golden rule. Let me tell you. The version that most of us have heard is, do to others as you would have them do to you. Sound familiar? In other words, how you want others to treat you is how you should treat others. That is a concept that we should be teaching our children from when they are young. And I'm sure most of you are doing something like that. But how does it play out later in life? Does it still have the same meaning in school? Don't you hear things a lot like bullying and not talking so nice to other students and teachers? But that's really the opposite of the golden rule. So where does the golden rule have its origin? Jesus said it. This is in the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 12. And Jesus said, do to others what you would have them do to you. That makes it really important because Jesus actually said this. At the start of the school year, it's a great time to remind your children of this. What is a good way to do this, and how can they put it into practice? Teach them to be respectful. That is a character trait associated with the golden rule. If you do things to others like you would like done for you, you are respectful. So how can you explain what being respectful is? 
you can tell them that if they are respectful, they are polite, kind, and nice. And most kids of all ages understand being nice. Practice it at home in ways that they can understand being nice to their friends, their fellow students, and their teachers. This is a quote from Billy Graham. He was an evangelist, and he said, A child who is allowed to be disrespectful to his parents will not have true respect for anyone. This is so important and so true. Let me repeat it again. A child who is allowed to be disrespectful to his parents will not have true respect for anyone. So it starts at home. If you tell them to do something, follow through with it, that they do it and are respectful in how they do that. Because you're teaching them the values that they need for being out in the world just by being respectful to you. So start that at home. Be polite. Show good manners. This is another important principle. I explained manners uh, some in the last podcast, but it's worth mentioning again, especially in reference to going back to school. Being polite is using manners. Explain what manners are to your children, whatever their ages are. For the little ones, it can just be saying, please and thank you. Manners are really lacking these days in society as a whole, and it's a great benefit to them if they learn how to show good manners. If your children are older, give examples of being polite, kind, or nice from things you see in the news. It could be either a positive or negative example, but use these to explain how you want them to act in those kind of situations. Let me give you an example. This is a good one. This is showing good manners and being respectful. Recently, I saw a video of a man on a motorcycle, and he saw an older lady trying to cross the street, but she was afraid because she was slow. He stopped his motorcycle and the traffic around him, and he helped her cross the street. You can give an example like this to older children to help them get the picture because they're going to need really examples to, to learn how to do that. Make an extra effort to show how to use manners in situations that your children face. You can use everyday situations they encounter and explain what they should do. Explain what your expectations for them are. Anything like this now that you could use as an example. Something else that older children will understand, and this is a good thing to follow for yourself, is not to talk to or about anyone unless it is True, kind, and necessary. And see, that's where that polite and kind comes back in. To be true, kind, and necessary. Otherwise, it's gossiping, and gossiping is wrong. They would not want someone to say negative things about them, so why should they be saying negative things about others? It's just another really good example. And if you hear them gossip... Ask them how they would feel if that was said about them or said to them. Turn it around and so that they can really internalize what, what happened or why that is such a, a negative thing. Another principle is be kind or nice. This is an example um, you can give to them for showing kindness. Showing kindness. It's so important. And they can do it as they start school. They've got great opportunities ahead of them. 
There could be a new student or one that is lonely, and they could figure out if it's someone who's lonely by someone eating alone at lunch. And, and just tell them to be nice to that person, be kind to that person. So somebody new, they don't know what's you know going on in the school and they don't know where to go or what to do or who to talk to, or one that is just sitting alone, like eating lunch. Great way to show kindness. Be kind or nice. Here's an example you can give them of showing kindness to a new student or one that is lonely. And they can figure out if it's somebody who's lonely by the fact that they eat lunch alone. It's a good clue. And teach them to be nice to that person. It's showing God-like qualities. This scripture is out of the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. And it's talking about the fruit of the Spirit, and that means the Holy Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. God is kind, and they need to be too. And this scripture out of the book of Isaiah, chapter 63, verse 7 says, I will tell of the kindness of the Lord, the deeds for which he is to be praised. God is kind, and that's a great example for your children to follow. Here is another principle. Be honest. Teach them to tell you the truth and the same for their teachers. They need to tell you what they are experiencing in school and not just cover something up. They need to tell you what they're studying in school so that you understand what your children are being taught. You do have the right to know what your children are being taught or shown. The school does not have that authority over your children. You do, and you need to take that authority. Teach them to not cheat in any way. Cheating is not being honest. Another principle is do their homework. Instilling your children the importance of doing homework thoroughly, correctly, and not cheating. Teach them to follow the instructions of their teachers. If they learn to do their homework as intended, it prepares them for later in life. If they learn how to do homework correctly, they will learn how to do the work on their jobs correctly. It's not just about doing the assignments for that day. It's learning a value system for the future. It teaches them follow through and a desire to do what is right. My parents were very good with ensuring that my sisters and I did our homework. We sat at the kitchen table. There was a specific place to do homework. You need to prepare a certain place for your children and use that location every day. They may have a desk or you might use the kitchen table, but give them a routine to know where they should go to do homework and to do that homework in that same place. It shouldn't be laying in bed one day, sitting in a chair the next, sitting somewhere else the next day, maybe at a kitchen table another day. No, teach them to set up a routine. They go to a specific location at a specific time and they do their homework. It really does prepare them for skills later in life. It starts with homework, and it takes them to work skills. Here is a quote from the book of Proverbs, chapter 22, verses 29. Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. So what does this really mean? If they learn to do their homework, 
and they do their homework faithfully, they will do these things like that later in life. They will do their work on their job faithfully, diligently. They will stand before kings and not unknown men. Now, it may not be a king because we don't have that many kings uh, in the United States here, but what it means is they're going to stand before people of high caliber and not just unknown men. They will be known that they excel in their work. And it starts with homework. It just starts with homework. Here's another principle. Here's another principle. Go to school prepared for that day. Each day, your children need to prepare for that day of school. It may be something fun that they're doing at school, like wearing pajamas for that day, or have a certain theme, or having studied for a test that day. Teach them the skill of being prepared. This will also prepare them for later in life. It's the beginning of a strong work ethic, just like homework. It just begins when they are in their elementary life. Tests in school are preparing them for the tests in life. If they do it without cheating, they come prepared. It, it sets that ethic in their life, and they'll be living a much better life. They'll be having a greater work life as well, and it starts when they are young. Here's another principle. Make your beds before going out the door. <laughs> kind of sounds like simple, and maybe they do that already. Maybe you ensure that they do. But this is something that they really should do. Maybe you have trouble with your children making their bed before they leave for school. Some parents really can have a problem with it. But it's not just about heading off to school. You know, it sounds simple, but when they leave home, they need to leave their place in order. They need to leave their room in order. And it really begins with making their bed. If you have a child that is older, like high school age or so, there's a YouTube video that I really recommend for older children and for parents. And for parents, you might want to just watch this for yourself. It is incredibly good. It is by General William McRaven, and he is giving a commencement address at the uh, University of Texas at Austin, and the date is May 19th, 2014. He graduated from this university, and this is really, really a very, very good video. Got a tremendous amount of views. It's about 19 minutes long, really worth the view. And down below in my show notes, I'm going to put the link in uh, so that you can see it. But you could look him up also as General William McRaven at the University of Texas at Austin commencement address. And it is May 19th, 2014. And he talks about SEAL training, SEAL team training with 10 points. They're very effective. And what's the first one? Make your bed. Make your bed. And that's really how he starts it off. The importance of starting your day really well. You know, he wants to talk about, you know, skills that they teach to have these SEAL team students change the world. And it starts with making your bed. So for you, and if you have an older child, please, I encourage you to watch this video. Very profound. Just think about it. If making your bed properly is an important aspect of training for a SEAL team member, it really shows the importance in life in general. 
It's a basic thing everyone needs to do. So this should be a check for you adults as well. It sets the tone for doing things that you want to accomplish that day. Please make sure your children make their beds before they leave for school. Here's another principle. Learn something new every day. Oh, I remember hearing that so much when I was young. You need to learn something new every day. But it's really important. Every day, ask your child to tell you something they learned and mean it. Mean that you really want to know what it is. Encourage them to learn something new every day. Not just get into a class, do something, and leave and forget what they learned. Have them really learn what it is. Encourage them to write it down. At the end of the week, review everything that they learned for that day. It's a wonderful way to cultivate in them the desire to learn. This is a quote from Benjamin Franklin. Tell me and I forget. Teach me and I remember. Involve me and I learn. And that is what you would be doing. You would be involving them. It's not just a teacher telling something where they might forget it at some point in time. It's not the teacher teaching them so they remember, but it's you involving them so they can really learn. And when you ask them, see how you can apply it into your lives. That's the involved part. It's you becoming involved in their lives. And here's another principle. Dress well. How are your children at getting dressed for school? I mean, you know, I mean, picking out the, the outfit that they want to wear that day. Your children, some of them may be young and you do that for them, but older children may do that for themselves. Teach your children to dress nicely. It teaches them to make sure they look good each day. They may not have the most fashionable clothes, but they can wear clean clothes and they can wear them well. They can be without a lot of wrinkles if they learn to fold their own clothes and put them away after they are washed. And teach them to wear things like matching colors and to dress appropriately. And what I mean by that is make sure that the clothing that they have, you know, doesn't have words or symbols on it that are not godly or that it shows too much skin. They need to leave the house with their hair combed and looking the best that they can be. This teaches them self-care and that they are worth it. It teaches them skills that will continue to grow as they get older. They learn this now. It will be easier later on in life. Draw upon any funny stories you might have about school clothing when you were young and guide your children in the right clothing choices to ensure that they really do that. But I have a funny story to tell you. I went to a Catholic elementary school and high school, and we had uniforms to wear. Things were different back then, but when I think of it, it is funny. In high school, we wore pleated wool skirts, even when the weather was warm, and we wore wool blazers. You know, good thing that kids today don't have to dress like this, but you may have a funny story to tell them about clothes you wore to school. You know, like what was the fashion, you know, back then? Tell them and make it fun. Children should care about what they look like in a good way. Teach them not to give in to peer pressure or take heart if another child criticizes them for how they're dressing when others are not dressing appropriately. Another principle, teach them to show you their course books, homework, 
and library books. In this day and age, schools may be teaching things that are not in line with your beliefs. Your family values, especially if they're Christian family values, are more important than some of the things the schools might be forced to teach them. You need to know what your children are learning so that you can point them in the right direction. Now, when you look at their books, their course material, review it with them, not suspiciously, but to reinforce what they're learning. In the process, you will be able to ensure you approve of the content. If you are a parent, make a field trip to your school. I want to encourage you, following the school rules, to walk into your school as if Jesus were by your side. Volunteer for things such as being a room mom or helping out with lunches or classroom activities. Get to know your child's teacher and what's going on in the classroom. It's a way you can really understand what's going on there and make sure you approve of what's going on. You can teach your children to say affirmations about school. You can turn things, you know, like we've been talking into affirmations. They can learn about being respectful, kind, polite. Let me give you some examples. They can say things like, I choose to be respectful. I respect my teachers and my classmates. I am a kind person. I am polite to others. Find affirmations that you can use for if there's an area that they're really struggling in. Check out the three free offer videos on my website homepage. There's one on affirmations, and I could give you some ideas in this area. These are important for children of any age and for you too. Submit your email address and you will receive three emails with the links to these videos. My website address is drchris.co, drchris.co. And my email address, in case you just want to send me a personal email, maybe, you know, talking about a a topic you'd like me to cover, it is chris, C-H-R-I-S, at D-R-C-H-R-I-S dot co. So join me next time, and I'm going to talk about some school principles for parents. And check out the link below to that video that I was talking about. Uh, You can see that in the show notes. and. I encourage you to do that. Until next time, I hope you're planning for school. It's fun with your children. I hope they have a wonderful school year. But there's some things like this that you can do to get a little more prepared in advance. So I hope you check them out. Bye-bye for now and see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Timeless Truths Podcast with me, Dr. Christine Van Horn. I hope that you have been inspired and have found this discussion helpful in guiding your family. Please check out my website at drchris.co for additional resources or contact me at chris at drchris.co. See you next week.